Earlier this year, Kentucky Representative Rand Paul said, Biden's push for raising minimum wage shows he hates black teenagers. Quote, the people who lose their jobs first when you hike up the minimum wage are black teenagers. So, you know, why does Joe Biden hate black teenagers should be the question. Why does Joe Biden want to destroy all these jobs? You know, I didn't want to come off the cuff so with an answer. So I took some time. I did some research. I did some analyzation. I talked to a couple of experts. And I did finally come to one conclusion. And that conclusion is, Rand Paul, shut the up. Welcome to Radical Truth to Power, the progressive news show with less BSery. Radical Truth to Power is the everyday black man's perspective on the world of progressive politics, national and world events, and general life itself. My name is Marlon, and if you're new to the show, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or our Facebook page. You can also now email me at radtp at outlook.com. That's R-A-D-T-P at Outlook.com. So, cousins, let's jump right into it. Rand Paul, you are something else. You have a problem with black teenagers losing their job because we decided to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. You wasn't concerned last year about blocking the anti-lynching bill. You are quoted as saying that the bill was drafted too broadly and would define minor assaults as lynching. Here's a quote. The bill as written would allow altercations such as a cut, abrasions, bruises, or any other injury, no matter how temporary, to be subject to a 10-year penalty. My amendment would simply apply a seriously bodily injury standard, which be which would be a short crime resulting in substantial risk of death and extreme physical pain to be prosecuted as lynching. Now, I don't know what makes me more angry. I don't know if I'm more angry because you are such a double standard in your statement of you're really concerned about the black teenagers. You're just not that concerned about lynching or the fact that you think everybody's so stupid except for you that we can't tell the difference between somebody getting hit in the eye or somebody throwing a rope around a black person's neck or a minority's neck, hanging them from a tree or hanging them from a truck and dragging them through the ground. That That's where we're going with this. We are supposed to be just that I guess my deal is every year we get a new statement. Um, snowflake to this year or starting last year was the cancel culture. And now the new one is there's always two sides to each story. No, it's not. It's not two sides to each story. This is an example of them trying to say there's two sides to each story because, you know, we don't want 
just the most simple altercation to be known as lynching. Well, yeah, that's true, and it wouldn't be. So my question to you, Rand Paul, is why would we allow someone like you to define what should should and should not be in an anti-lynching bill? Because as far as I remember throughout history, lynching was never a white person's problem. But, you know, as far back as I remember, we always had that issue. We always go to the wrong people or listen to the wrong people and and allow them to define what exactly the issue is and how to fix it. Here's an example. Why do poor people always listen to trust fund babies who never worked a day in their life, at least hard work? Why do we always decide to listen to them on how we can make our lives better? It's probably the same reason we look at Wall Street to determine how good or how bad our economy is. Only 50% of Americans own stock. So when they say the stock market is doing good, the economy is doing good. And when they say the economy is doing good, you should be doing good. Why do you think the Republicans for so long was blocking the second stimulus bill? Because they was looking at the stock market and how great the stock market was doing. And if they figured that the stock market is doing great, then what is America complaining about? We're doing great. And by we... We mean the 1%. We're doing just fine. What are you complaining about? There's no issues. Just pull yourself up by the bootstraps like we did. Wink, wink. You know, it takes a special kind of evil to take billions of dollars from the $2.2 trillion stimulus package, the first one in 2020, and prop it into the stock market for a slush fund. It takes a special kind of evil that even during a pandemic, the one percenters made a trillion dollars more money. It takes a special kind of evil to know all these things. And yet the third stimulus check is being held up because, quote, you don't want to bail out poorly ran blue states or giving too much money in unemployment payments will unmotivate people to go back to work. Or my all-time favorite, and I'm sure it'll be yours too, we don't want to raise the deficit to the point where your grandchildren is paying it back. That's funny. You don't give a damn that the people here and now, the families who are unemployed or lost their homes or can't get a decent meal, You're not worried about the here and now. No, you're more concerned about their grandchildren paying it back. And you know what? The poor and middle class will always believe stories like that. Because the the poor and the middle class always believe that the 1% has our best interests at heart. Folks, they don't have our best interests at heart. They're concerned about their interests. And as long as we continue to believe in this rhetoric that for decades have never, ever contributed to the well-being of the regular American people, this will continue, and it will continue far beyond our grandchildren. You remember them, 
the ones that the 1% are so concerned about. So let's move on to more social issues. Did you realize that 2017 Black Lives Matter was known by a different name? Well, according to the FBI, they was known as Black Identity Extremists, or BIE. I wanted to read you a small part from the Washington Post that was posted in 2017. Quote, according to sources close to the FBI, the term black identity extremists didn't exist before the Trump administration. But while the designation is nearly fabricated, the strategy and tactics behind it are not. For anyone who remember how the FBI used extrajudicial means to target civil rights leaders and other extremists through COINTELPRO, the pretext is clear. Neutralize people or organizations whose attitudes or beliefs the federal government perceives as threats. These techniques were used against the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., the Black Panthers, and against other major advocates for the rights of black people in the nation's history. So why would I bring this up? Again, why would you listen to the FBI, an organization known for overstepping in their ways of surveillance the American people, yet they decide that they're going to, on their own merit, decide that black identity extremists is a thing we need to be watching for. And you know what, America? Most people did watch for them. But there is an underlying reason why I brought this up. That report was published August 3rd, 2017. August the 11th, 2017. Just eight days later, we had the Unite the Right rally. Or what most people will remember as the protest in Charlottesville. We saw how that ended. Why? Because we took our eye off the ball. And that's just the way they like it. And I'm going to give you just a short list of all the participants that was there at that rally. The alt-right, neo-Nazis, neo-fascists, white supremacy, white nationalists, KKK, and the neo-Confederate. So let me see. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that's seven groups that was at the Unite the Right rally. But yeah, let's concentrate on Black Lives Matters and groups like that. Oops, I'm sorry. I meant Black Identity Extremists. Guys, as you can tell, I'm really struggling here on this uh, week's podcast. Only for the fact that I don't want to give away what I plan on doing for next week's show. I already have the title. It's called Controlling the Narrative. I'm doing my best not to spoil next week's show because all in all, that's the issue that we're running into these days is that Republicans, white supremacists, they're right now trying to control the narrative in their favor simply because they're not in control. And I have a lot of examples, and I gave a few examples this time. 
but I'm really, really struggling to not give all of it away. So just to be clear, I know it sounds like I'm all over the place, but that is my reasoning is because next week's show will be how the Republicans and white supremacy and white privilege is trying to control the narrative in their favor. And I am going to show you all the tricks and the trades of how they do it, how they've been doing it, and how they're going to continue to do it in the future. So just to let you know, that's what's coming next week. So stay tuned. In the news today, Black Lives Matter movement has been nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize for the way it's called for systemic changes that has spread around the world. Norwegian MP Peter Eld said, quote, I find that one of the key challenges we have seen in America, but also in Europe and Asia, is the kind of increasing conflict based on equality. Black Lives Matter has become a very important worldwide movement to fight racial injustice. Former Columbus, Ohio police chief Thomas Quinlan was demoted on Thursday following the high-profile shooting of two black men under his jurisdiction, according to the Associated Press. The decision was made by Columbus Mayor Andrew Jenther after the police shooting of Andrew Hill and Casey Goodson. Hill was fatally shot in the garage of a friend's home while holding a cell phone. Police failed to activate their body camera and administer aid as he, as he laid on the ground. Goodson was shot by police who was investigating another incident as he was entering his grandmother's home. Mayor Jenther is quoted saying, It's become clear to me that Chief Quinlan could not successfully implement the reform and change I expect and that the community demand. Columbus residents have lost faith in him and in the division's ability to change on its own. All five of the impeachment lawyers who were suspected to represent former President Donald Trump has called it quits, sources told ABC News. The team led by South Carolina lawyer Butch Bauer resigned in part because of the disagreement over how to mount Trump's defense. According to the source, the lawyers had planned to argue the constitutionality of holding a trial given Trump is now a former president. The disagreement over strategy varied, sources told ABC News, but Trump wanted his team to argue there was election fraud, while the lawyers and some of the top advisors to the former president wanted to focus to remain on the constitutionality of a trial with the president no longer in office. The source close to former president described the change as a mutual decision between the parties. A Wisconsin police chief had banned the then blue line symbol synonymous with police solidarity after it was claimed by white supremacists and hate groups one too many times. University of Wisconsin-Madison Police Chief Christine Roman announced that department officers will no longer be allowed to display the thin blue line flags while on duty, referencing the Capitol riot in her email to staff and noting the actions and hateful ideology of extremists who has so visibly co-opted the symbol. Quote, this includes flags, pens, bracelets, notebooks, coffee mugs, and decals. 
These next two stories will be followed by a rant, so stay tuned. A Florida teenager seen in a viral video last week being by slammed by a school resource officer has been traumatized by the incident, her family said. Taylor Bracely, 16, a student at Liberty High School in Kissimmee, is suffering from memory loss, headaches, blurry vision, and sleep deprivation, her mother told reporters at a brief conference Saturday. She is depressed. I am depressed. We are all traumatized about what happened, Jamisha Bracely said, outside the Osceola County Sheriff's Office, which employs Deputy Ethan Fournier, the school resource officer involved in the incident. She is also quoted saying, I think if this was a white girl, would, have, would this have happened to a white girl? According to civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who is representing the family, Taylor was knocked unconscious during the incident and suffered a concussion. He is quoted saying, he's supposed to be trained. It's foreseeable that children may be in altercations at school. We're not supposed to knock them unconscious. We're supposed to be the person who knows how to de-escalate the situation. It's just mind-boggling. Also last week, city officials in Rochester, New York, released a police body camera footage showing an encounter between officers and a nine-year-old girl who they had handcuffed and later pepper sprayed when she did not move fully inside a police vehicle. Officials say the police were responding to a family disturbance on Friday and that the girl was suicidal and upset. They said officers detained the minor in order to get her assistance. The video released Sunday shows the girl crying and begging for a father. Officials have not identified the girl. This incident renewed scrutiny on the city of Rochester and its police department following the death of Daniel Pruitt, a black man with a history of mental illness who died of asphyxiation after an encounter with police in March. Details of Pruitt's death was not made public until months later, leading to a protest in the city. Several members of the Rochester Police Department command staff were either terminated or left the department. Now, before I get started, um, I would like to ask if this is the kind of content that you enjoy, uh, please think about subscribing to the show, leave a review. Um, you can also reach me at radtp at outlook.com. That's R-A-D-T-P at outlook.com. Okay. I, I, I'm trying to find a polite way of saying this, and then I realize who I'm talking about, so I'm not going to be polite. Rochester, New York, what in the living hell is wrong with you people? I mean, seriously, what is what is with that police department and mental patients? I, I, I don't get it. it. It's the decision between the police is either we're going to kill you or we're going to pepper spray you. Regardless of how old you are, now I want to read it apart. I want to read a now I want to read a excerpt from the police union because you know they always got to you know cover their people. And already off the bat, the officers and I'm not even going to tell say the person's name, but just trust me, he's he's with the police union of Rochester, New York. The officers who pepper sprayed the girl made a decision there that he thought was the best action to take. It resulted in no injury to her, which 
I don't have no idea how that's possible, but let's go on. Had they had to go and push further and use more force, there was a good chance she could have been hurt worse. It's very difficult to get someone in the back of a police car like that. Really? You, you, all those cops out there, you could not get a nine-year-old into the backseat of the car. And I'm not even saying nine-year-old girl because I don't want to sexualize this to say that getting a nine-year-old girl in the backseat is easier than getting a nine-year-old boy in the backseat. I'm saying it was a nine-year-old period. You could not get a nine-year-old into the car. And even if, and we're pushing the imagination to say even if you could not do it, really? You 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 could not get a nine-year-old in the backseat of the car. Uh, but but okay, I'm sorry. I did what I meant to say was so the difficulties of getting a nine-year-old in the back of the car, your decision was not to call for backup, not to call more police to help you. Your next thought was, hey, I'm going to pepper spray this little child like they're a grown person. So off the bat, we have figured out this about the Rochester New- Rochester police. We figure you treat every mental patient as if they are criminal. And now we realize you treat every child mental patient as if they're a grown mental patient, which you treat like a criminal. Now, in and of itself, that's that's terrible. It, it I really was going to be done with it until I came across another article that reads, it, I'm not lying, cousins, this is exactly what it says. Protests in Rochester as lawmakers move to ban use of chemical agents on minors. Uh, I, I'm not going to read through it, but you kind of get the gist that, um, you know what, I changed my mind. I, I, I'm going to read this part right here. Uh, a bill to prohibit police officers from using tear gas, pepper spray, and other chemical agents against children will be introduced into the New York State Legislature in response to the brutality against a nine-year-old girl in Rochester. Two questions. One, did this, you really have to make a law prohibiting this. You, you couldn't use common sense or decency to another human being. You really have to use a law to prohibit you using tear gas on children. Number two, you, wow, how, how is this not a law? It's bad enough that you're now deciding to make it a law. How did it take this to actually, for it to happen? Ah, well, maybe because we would never think that the police would use tear gas on a kid. And you wonder why black the black community want to defund the police. 
you wonder this. You absolutely wonder why we keep saying that over and over and over again. And part of the reasoning that we said it was a simple fact that we was going to use the money that we take from the police and put it more into mental health. In other words, if there is a mental breakdown in somebody's residence, they don't call the police. They will call mental health and mental health, who is better trained in these things, will come out and assist in these situations. Not the police who pretty much figure as long as they're out there, anybody that's not acting like them or hint, hint, a certain color is a criminal. And thus, we're going to treat you like a criminal regardless of your age. It is mind-boggling that you that these people still have the audacity to think, well, gosh, we're going to take the police. And for the people who constantly keep doing I see this on YouTube and, and um, not YouTube. I constantly see this on Facebook and Instagram where the only statement you can say back is, well, gosh, I hope you never have to use the cops. <laughs> from your lips to God's ear, I hope I don't need to use the cops because now I got a 50-50 chance of surviving. You honestly keep thinking in your simpleton mind that having the cops out there will make things better when obviously they just escalate things to make it worse. It has been proven time and time again, especially against people of color. You're right. I hope I don't need the police. Because obviously, they're not out to, for my best interest at all. They're just not out for the best interest of minorities. Regardless if you have mental health, regardless of your age, regardless of anything. Because they're always going to treat certain colors different than certain colors. And it has been proven Time and time and time and time and time again. So if you want to sit there and get on your high horse and thin blue lines is looking kind of sketchy now, ain't it? But we'll talk about that in a different episode. But I'm just going to throw that out there. That thin blue line is looking kind of, um, mm-mm. looking kind of sketchy there. The wrong group grabbed them colors. They grabbed the colors from you. Mm. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop because that sounds like another rant. But trust me, that's going to be in another episode. But just saying, that flag flying high. Flying real high. Being held by people who don't. Kev, you live or die either. Yep. Not gonna go down. Not gonna go down. For a later date. A little sketchy. Just a little sketchy. Well, <laughs> well that's my show for today. Once again, this is Ballin, and if you enjoyed this content, please don't forget to subscribe to the show. We will drop a show every Wednesday. Please leave a review. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or my Facebook page by the same name. Or you can email me at radtp at outlook.com. That's R-A-D-T-P at outlook.com. And until next time, cousins, I'll see you when I see you. Peace.